eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day every day with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily, Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, of course, following the podcast, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check out, subscribe there. Ton of great video content going up every single day on the WIP YouTube page. All right, as we get closer to the offseason here, the drama with the Eagles continues, trying to figure out what the heck happened this season and now what they do. And interesting, this morning, Peter King was on with uh, Jody Cameron and John Ritchie on WIP and talking about how, you know, Howie Rose really has to make a big decision to figure out, you know, what do we do this offseason? Do we move on from some people that maybe didn't see eye to eye with everybody, with the quarterback? Do we try to keep harmony? Do we try to run this thing back? And yesterday, I said I think they need to take more of a sledgehammer to this roster and really, really shake things up. But specifically, I wanted to dive into today a decision the Eagles are going to have to make. Now, in a few of these instances, or at least one, it might be out of their hands, the decision. It might actually almost be done for them. But I think at some point here, the Eagles have to make a decision to finally cut ties with the old guard. It's been something that Howie Roseman has been very, very resistant to doing for a long time now. And I think it may be impacting this team's ability both on the field and in the locker room to, to kind of go to the next phase. And, you know, as I look at the team right now, I'm trying to find building blocks. I'm trying to find reasons to believe in them for the next three to four to five years. The head coach is not one of those reasons. The quarterback was, and I still will say is a reason I believe in the Eagles to be a good football team for the next three years. But beyond that, they got to they make sure they have the right building blocks along with Jalen Hurts. So when I look at the team right now, I have three, six, nine players in their 20s that I think you could look at as some level of building blocks that you could, you could count on to play and, and hopefully play at a really high level, but at least, but at least play. And, and I, I acknowledge some of these guys are still more of a question mark. Some guys are, are more rock solid. Here are the nine potential building blocks for the Eagles. Hertz, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson. I would say those four lock it in 
you know they're good players. You know, uh, they should be great players, but you know they're at least good players, have the chance to all be great players. AJ has probably had the the most consistent run of of excellence. And Jalen behind that, Devontae off to a very nice start. And Dickerson, under the radar, really excellent start to his career. Then you have the next guy, I have Jordan Mailata, good player. I wouldn't call him great, but good player. Then you go to the younger guys who are trying to show and kind of what they could be, right? And you have Jalen Carter, who showed a lot for the first half of the season, then hit a rookie wall. Jordan Davis, jury's still out. Nolan Smith, jury's still totally out. Cam Jurgens, solid first year. We'll see if he moves back to center. That's right now, That that's the Eagles' group of building blocks. They have three picks, the first 50 of the picks this year. They could add three more if they choose. That's it. That's their group right now. I'm not putting anybody else in there. I mean, I like Reed Blankenship, but come on. Sidney Brown coming off injury, we'll see. That's how I view their building blocks right now for the next three plus years. And I look at this team and I say, it's time to turn the team over to them from both a an on-field perspective. And we know Hurts, AJ, Devontae Dickerson, Mylotta, Jalen Carter, they're going to play no matter what. But I, I look at it from this perspective. The Eagles have six older players, all high profile, all well-paid, all looked at as some form of leaders. And I think as this offseason begins, if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm starting here, and this is where I'm remaking the team. I am going to feel comfortable for the first time moving off a lot of these guys, if not all of them, save for probably one. So the the group of older guys that have been around either a long time or have been kind of high profile since the minute they got here, and they're all in their 30s, and likelihood is all of their best days are probably behind them. Lane Johnson, who probably goes in a separate category, but Lane, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. You know, we heard a story yesterday on WIP or a couple days ago, I guess it was yesterday, that Fletcher Cox and Jalen Hurts, stern conversation, you know, there's some maybe whatever, whatever Fletcher thought of Jalen's leadership ability and his on, you know, demeanor on, you know, off and on the field last year, it led to something, whether it was a big deal or just a conversation, your imagination can let go where you want. But I look at it and I say, if the Eagles are ready to turn the football team over to these guys, and I think they have to be the young guys, the only way this thing is going to work and the only way we'll truly know if it can work is if these guys could feel like it's their team both on and off the field. And I think it's very difficult to truly find your voice as a leader. I'm not trying to make excuses for Jalen Hurts or any of these guys when the old guard is still there, when they're still the biggest voices in the room, when they have a ring on their finger from years ago, when they were drafted three coaches ago, when the organization looks to them as as everything. And they still go to them for everything. I think it's hard. The Eagles have a, a weird culture moment right now where they could either continue to double down and hope these guys help transition the younger guys into leadership roles, or you throw the young guys in the deep end, you say sink or swim here. And I think that's what they should do. And I look at it and I say, all right, Lane Johnson is, is probably still too good and too productive and still has too many good years left to move on. So I'm, I'm going to leave Lane alone. I'm not interested in moving on from Lane Johnson. He's still a high-end, all-pro kind of player. I do think he fell a little bit this year, and a guy like uh, Penny Sewell in Detroit probably overtook him to be the best right tackle, but I'll take the second best right tackle. I will leave the Lane thing alone, and let's keep one guy. But the other five old guys, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they're all different levels of talent left. Bradbury right now off of last year is the worst of these players. Jason Kelsey, the best of these players. Fletcher, still solid. BG, we know he wants to be here for a retirement tour. 
And of course, there's Darius Slay, who's okay, not as bad as Bradbury, but also not as good as he was a couple of years ago. And he's loud. And I don't need that. If I'm the Eagles, if I'm Howie Roseman this offseason, those five players, this is where I'm starting to take the sledgehammer to the roster and remake it. And it's not a personal thing. It's more of a, we got we to gotta change the foundation. We got to change the culture here. I, I know Brandon Graham wants to come back. He'll probably come back for a very small sum. And I think it'll be probably looked at as like, really, the Eagles didn't want to bring Brandon, Brandon Graham back for, you know, three million bucks or two million bucks to be their fourth or fifth edge rusher. Is it really that big of a deal? It's not that big of a deal, but it's, it's more of a, a principal thing with all these guys. How can the young guys emerge? How can the young guys grow if these guys are here either taking their snaps or they're still the loudest and biggest voice in the room? I think about Jalen Hurts on the offensive side, the Jason Kelsey factor, the Lane Johnson factor. They're still the biggest voices on the offense. That's got to be Hurts. And maybe it'll be easier for him to find his voice as a, a different kind of leader now if he can't just let those guys lead the room. It's got to be him leading the room now. Sometimes there's only so much oxygen in a room, in a, in a locker room. And then I think about the defensive side. And as long as Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox are there, they're going to command the attention and Darius Slay. They're going to command, the, they're going to be the voices because sometimes people are just so loud. They are the voices. And, and I don't blame anyone who covers a team, but when you have a situation or you have a question, you're going to go up to the people you know, number one, will talk. Number two, will have something interesting to say. And number three, are, aren't going to shy away from the camera. And Slay, Bradbury, uh, Slay, Brandon Graham, and Fletcher Cox all fit that to a, to a, you know, a different degree. And I look at the defensive line. In the last couple of years, you know, edge rushers, defensive line up front, the Eagles have drafted three guys. They've drafted Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, and Nolan Smith to be the next versions of these guys. And I think about it from the college perspective when you have a big recruiting class coming in. I know NIL throws the whole thing off now, but kind of the old school college way where you – you have this big time recruiting class coming in and you kind of look forward and say, I have a, a big group of juniors and seniors and now I have to recruit their replacements. And that's how, it's kind of the natural ebb and flow of things. Well, the Eagles have done this. And I, I give Howie Roseman credit because he's done it. He, he has he's tried the last few drafts to draft the next group of leaders and at the positions of need, the older guys are at for the most part, especially up front on defense and on the offensive line with Dickerson and Jurgens to rep uh, potentially replace A.J. Kelsey. The only issue is they're not really letting them take over because the old guys are still here. And my fear is Howie will fall back to what he always does, and that's bring back the old guys if they want to come back. Look, I, I understand that the Kelsey uh, thing is his decision, but I do not think it would be the worst thing in the world if he retired and the Eagles can move forward in a different direction and use that money to rebuild the defense. Brandon Graham, I know he wants to come back, but at some point do you say, we're going to give those snaps to somebody else? Fletcher Cox, he can still play. And there's a temptation there to just bring him back on a one-year deal because you're unsure of Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter fell off at the end of the season. Well, you're never going to be sure of Jordan Davis until you say, you play now. It's your defensive line, you and Carter, just like it was at Georgia. Let's go. And then the Eagles will have a better idea a year from now, okay, He's just a run stuffer. We probably drafted him too high. We shouldn't have traded up. Or no, he emerged. He had four and a half, five and a half sacks, and he played 53% of the snaps. We got something here. They'll know. But you're not going to really know from either a locker room perspective or an on-field perspective until you let the older guys go. And then at corner, I mean, the Bradbury one's easy. That, that one, of all the disagreements you might have with me on this, 
The Bradbury one is simple. He can't play anymore. His speed is gone. Cut him. Eat the cap room. But I'll throw Darius Slay in there. You know, this is a really good corner draft. I was listening to Daniel Jeremiah yesterday talk about how the Eagles could get a really good corner at 22. Well, they could get a good corner at 22, and they have some young guys they drafted in later rounds in the last couple of years. Um, you know, you think about an Eli Ricks, who I didn't, I wasn't in love with, but obviously there's something there. And Akili Ringo, who Hugh Douglas has been pointing out his, his positives for a year now on the Midday Show. I would rather see you know a number one type of corner draft in the first round and go go let one of those young guys play. I think it's time. I think it's time for the Eagles to move on from the old guard. They've been beholden to these guys, especially the core four, for a while. And I think this is the right offseason after all this noise to let the leaders, the young guys, find their way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tucker, I think it's time the Eagles turn the team over to the to the young group because if they don't do it now, we're going to have another year where, like, are they really leaders? Can they really do it? At some point, you have to rip the Band-Aid off and just say, this is their team now. Yeah, I mean, use whatever analogy you like, right? Rip the Band-Aid off, throw them in the deep end, sink or swim. Like, there's a million of them, and something the Eagles really haven't had to do, right? Even with Jalen Hurts, like, he's had that support system with guys like Kelsey and Lane Johnson in the room his entire time in the NFL. And for this team to turn over a new leaf, which is something Howie Roseman has promised and and talked about a a number of times over the last few years that we're turning over this roster. We're figuring things out. We're we're not going to be the team that holds on to to all the old guys. We have, you know, new guys that we're going to build around and they haven't really done it. And they've been an old team really through much of the last decade, uh, you know, through guys. I, I saw a graph the other day, only 38% of their snaps on defense was played by guys who were drafted by the Eagles, right? Which means a lot of the talent that they have on the team right now was brought in through free agency, was brought in through trades, which makes them not only older, but but probably higher priced too compared to, you know, having young homegrown talent, which is something they really haven't, not only have they not done, but they haven't really given the opportunity to. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of Jordan Davis, but I mean, my goodness, like put him on the field for more than 20% of the snaps and just see if he's that gassed or if he can, you know, stay on the field, keep Jalen Carter out there, have the two of them work together as the, the top two defensive tackles. If Nicobe Dean can stay healthy, put him in the middle of the defense and, and see if he can call plays. I just think there's enough blue chip talent or enough talent that this team has acquired in terms of young players that if they're going to be successful, not just in 2024, but 2025, 2026 and beyond, as Jalen Hurts enters his prime and becomes a more expensive quarterback, you're going to need younger, cheaper players to complement him. And I'd rather figure it out now than three years down the road when they're all due for new contract extensions. Well, that's a fear. That's a good point. Because if you don't know, and all of a sudden it's like, well, they're up for a contract. I've made this point with with Cam Jurgens that if Jason Kelsey comes back next season, Cam Jurgens after this season, after 2024, would be contract extension eligible. After his third year in the NFL, you wouldn't even know what position you're p- paying him to play. Is he going to ask for a new contract as a guard? 
or is it going to be as a center? So all these things kind of come into play here. And an example that I'll, I'll use, and I know it's, it's not the perfect example because they're led by the best quarterback that a lot of us have ever seen in Patrick Mahomes. But look what the Chiefs did over the past couple of years. They pulled out a few select veterans. That's why I would, I would not mess with the Lane Johnson thing at right tackle. And, and obviously they have Mahomes and they had Chris Jones, but that even Chris Jones may move on after this season. And other than that, they reshuffled the deck everywhere on the offensive line. Creed Humphrey at center, a whole young defense, George Karloftis at Trent McDuffie and Sneed at corner. And it took a little bit, but it worked. And those guys got better and they played. That's the thing. They didn't just draft them and say, well, we'll, we'll eventually get you on the field when the older guys we have here, when we're done with those contracts. So they threw them right on the field. And within a year and a half, they were the best defense in the NFL. I'm not saying a Carter, Davis, Smith, Dean, blanket chip, first round corner this year. And, you know, Keely Ringo defense will be the best in the NFL in a year and a half, but it could be good. And the Eagles suddenly could have something along with their highly priced offensive players. Howie Roseman has a lot of big decisions to make this offseason. But I think the first thing should start with this. We have our young guys we've drafted, our young guys we've acquired. It's time to turn the team over to them. And for four or five of these six older guys, it's time to just say, thank you. We appreciate what you've done here. We're going in a different direction now. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Have a great weekend. We'll talk next week.